Adventures, everybody. I'm Melissa Bonsack, and welcome to episode 92 of Books Cubed, the show where I chat with authors you should be reading. It is Thursday, March 4th, 2021, and I have a great show for you this week. If you are tired of sitting in your house, which so many of us are right now, you will love my guest book. It is a memoir. We talk a lot of travel and other things. You will have a great time because she has been to some amazing places. So please welcome Laura Janice Thompson, and I'll see you after. Okay, everybody, I want to welcome Laura. She has written a memoir, which you have to read. It is called The Memory Keeper, a memoir on life, love, and travel. Welcome, Laura. Thank you. I am going to quickly read your bio for everybody before I have you read a sample. Um, okay, just bear with me for a second here. Laura Janice Thompson is a memoirist, that is a really hard word to say, editor, word nerd, proofreader of her own text messages, and shameless consumer of cupcakes. She writes about travel, food, family, and other random life events. Her first book, The Memory Keeper, a memoir, a memoir on life, love, and travel, was published last year. And I'm going to have you read just a little bit for uh, everybody because... It's just gorgeous. I so enjoyed reading this book. Thank you. I, I really appreciate the kind words. So um, in preparation, I thought I'd uh, read a little bit from uh, a piece under the travel section called A Day in Savica. And I'm kind of just going to jump in the middle. And uh, if I read quickly enough, maybe I'll make it to the end. But um, so let me just jump right in. Savica is more incredible, more vivid than you could ever have imagined, like a secret you couldn't know until you actually arrived there. Today, Savica is busy, even at this early hour, although Luca assures you not as busy as it will be later. In the courtyard, a female vendor wearing yellow is selling limoncello. Her cart, resting beneath enormous trees, is adorned with images of lemons. You know she and her cart are all for the benefit of the tourists, but you appreciate her. The flowers that bloom everywhere in the dry heat, similar to Mandevilla from home, are a delicate shade of apricot. Like staring into a sunset, you get lost in the color and must look away. You and your family wander, taking pictures of the monument erected to Coppola and the Godfather, the film Taormina and Savica, and the region are famous for. You jostle with other tourists to capture picturesque images of you and your family against the backdrop of the Mediterranean Tower, Towermina village below. Standard tourist photos those back home will expect to see. But somehow, this is not enough. You turn to Luca. Your request for something different, somewhere people aren't, is met with that smile, a quick jerk of the hat in agreement. Of course, it's a difficult walk. A climb is okay. You wave away Luca's polite concerns, and with his guidance, you ascend the steep, ancient streets of Savica, away from the crush of people. Up and up you go, past hordes of tourists struggling under the sun, past the final stop where a modified quad vehicle with a striped tasseled awning deposits those unable to make the cobblestone climb. The climate is unfamiliar, and the first beads of sweat that pop out on your forehead are almost surprising as you wipe them away into dry, hot air. Suddenly, you are alone. You hear nothing but birds and the soft sound of orange and lemon tree leaves stirring in the breeze. 
you take pictures as you approach Chiesa Madre, the mother church built in the 12th century. You enter the church and find reverent, absolute stillness. Chiesa Madre is a small church with tremendous majesty built in the 1200s. The apse, ceiling, painted with ecclesiastical scenes soars overhead. You don't speak, although no one else is there, and the many spirits who have worshipped here over centuries past do not disturb you. You cannot believe your luck being here, the utter aloneness and peace. Lucas stands, hands clasped behind his back, silently respecting the spirits, for there is, of course, nothing to add to this moment. The minutes, small periods of surreal solitude hang like hours. This. This moment exceeds every expectation you could have had for this journey, this moment given to you, a gift most of the world will never know. And while some memories fade, this one never will. Beautiful. And what I really loved is there are color photos in the Kindle. Is, is it just a Kindle or is it a paperback also? The paperback also, yes. yes. Are there photos in the paperback too? Yes, which is hence the you know, the price tag, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I recommend that people get the, the ebook uh, if you can't afford the paperback. The paperback's always better because you can hold it in your hands and the photos are bigger. But uh, you get the photos also. And I kept stopping to click on the photos and expand them and, and look at all um, churches and look at the, the, the paintings on the ceiling. Uh, I forget which, which church that was, but it made me think of the Sistine Chapel. Uh, that's the Chiesa Madre, and it, it, it's so tiny. It's amazing how tiny it, it, it is. People think of the, um, the church that's featured in The Godfather, which the name escapes me right now, and they think that that's Chiesa Madre, but it's actually not. The mother church is, is the one that we were at. Yeah, just gorgeous photos, just gorgeous and Thank you. Yeah, reading it and it, since we haven't been able to go anywhere you know we my husband and I got our passports in the mail the week before COVID became a thing we had planned a trip of course yes. and yes. Uh, so our passports have been sitting on the dresser for a year now <laughs> waiting to be used and yeah. so picking up your book and, and reading through the different the vineyards in California, and then the cafe in, in Paris. Was it Paris where you had the meal? Oh, yeah, that, that was um, that was in Cassis. That's right. In yeah, France. I was going to say, yeah. it wasn't Paris. Yeah. Yeah, and just... Nice book. <laughs> yeah, just, but just all that. It was so lovely. It, it really felt like I was there, and it kind of uh, scratched the travel itch. Um, though this morning in the Sunday paper, they had a travel section, and of course... I looked at the travel section and thought, okay, yep, I'm all ready to, to go someplace, which I'm sure, I'm sure you are too. Oh, it's, it's so hard. And, it, and, you know, it's really hard to describe. It's, it's uh, just really an ache, really an ache when you start traveling and, and suddenly that's gone. And it's, um, I guess we took it for granted, you know, we took it for granted. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, yeah. And if you're one of those people that, just, you know, you drive by an airport and you start daydreaming about where yeah. you could go. And, <laughs> and we had, when my husband retired, we vowed that we would watch for the sales and just go someplace last minute, even if we wanted to just go wherever right. and just be traveling. 
uh, because he traveled, he was with the military. He was an off, uh, a, a flyer. So he was all over the world and I have postcards. I made him send me a postcard from every city he went to. So I have a really thick, like three inch thick book full of postcards from all these right. great places that he was going to take me to that I'm still waiting. <laughs> that was a good idea though. I mean, uh, now you can, you know, kind of make a plan. Hopefully it won't be, uh, won't be too far in the future before we can, I know like so many of us, and I think you had mentioned um, when we were uh, messaging back and forth that you had had some cruises canceled as well. And um, so many of us, and, and we finally gave up and booked one at the end of 2022. <laughs> so we are in advance. Yeah, we may have to do that. We, uh, yeah, we had a Disney cruise book. We had two of them. We canceled one and the other one was paid for. Yes. And we said, well, since it's, a, and they gave us an extra credit and we're like, well, we'll just keep, you know, pushing it forward. Excuse sure. me. So we kept pushing it forward. And then our travel agent would call and say, okay, they're going to cancel them again. What yes. are your days? And we'd tell her and then she'd rebook it. And I think this is like the fourth time it's been canceled, which is fine. I am totally fine waiting until everybody's been oh, vaccinated and it is course. safe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I like the Disney cruises because, uh, I hadn't heard anything about any issues with illnesses breaking out on Disney cruises. Yes. yes. And, yeah. uh, and my husband's a huge, huge Disney freak. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, no, nothing at all. Though, though lately he's turned into a Harry Potter freak too. Before the start, I, I was sitting down to get ready and I could hear one of the movies on in the other room. He'd gone outside to mow the lawn, but he left the TV on. So I had to turn that off real quick. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it'll be wonderful. What is the first place that you want to go when the world is open again? Uh, you know, I, I it's always a toss-up between France and Italy for me. Um, you know, we've been to Italy twice and to France three or four times. But um, it's just, you know, it's a country. It's just, I like here, there's so many places here I haven't been. So, but, but um, I, you know, I fell in love with Greece. The last trip we took was to Greece and it was so complete. I knew I wanted to go there, but it was so completely unexpected. And, uh, and so many islands, so many islands. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah if I had to decide this, uh, go back to a place I've been or someplace new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's the, you know, I, uh, Turkey, we left Turkey. Uh, Mark was stationed in Turkey for a year and uh, he was in Izmir and I loved I loved Turkey. I loved the, the market, the Kemeralti. I loved the open air. At one point you were talking about in the book, going to the market and all the fruits and vegetables on oh, the stands and all the yes. color. And, and I totally can, can, can visualize the, the market in Turkey. And, you know, it would just be these just, just mounds of, of different fruits and vegetables and all yes. this color and just bins of grains that you, you know, you bring your own bags. And as soon as you take a one, piece of fruit or vegetable someone quickly replaces it so it always has that gorgeous feel and then yes. little kids uh, walk around and they sell black garbage bags so that you can put everything in the bag to take back with you right. so we would go down once you know once every couple of days and buy everything fresh and and I really liked that yeah. it's understandable um, you know how at least in France the fascination with you know, with cuisine, because how could you not be? 
with markets. It's all you, it just makes you want to cook. It's hard traveling and not having a kitchen. <laughs> so because you want to buy all the, the fruits and vegetables and everything, the cheeses and the breads and everything and rush back home and cook. But of course you don't have that luxury. So yeah, yeah. Have you thought about going someplace and staying for you yes. know, like a, a month? Yeah, yeah. It's it's my uh, my my dream. I have two. One would be to do a um, something you, I, I know you would enjoy is to do a writer's retreat, uh, like France or Italy. And I actually have um, a good link for one in Tuscany. I can send to you. So, um, but. Uh, that would be the first on the list. And the second would be to spend a summer in the South of France. So that's, yeah. 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 I, I, I absolutely loved Italy and I would like to set uh, one of my future June Nash books there. And I told my husband, I want to go and spend three weeks and I want to stay yes. in a small town and I want to really, you know, I want to really get to know, you know, go down and get your food fresh every couple of days and, get to yeah. know the people and I don't even I don't know if three weeks is enough and he's like oh you know he doesn't want to stay in one place that long oh my goodness well you know if you need a roommate <laughs> yeah yeah maybe Just I can get my off. editor yeah get my editor to go and you know he could go fishing for six weeks somewhere I don't know where yeah. <laughs> we could we could go and yeah and uh and rent a rent a, a little house you know somewhere yes. and have bikes and just it just sounds wonderful. And I liked, it feels like a more relaxed lifestyle. Absolutely. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, they're just, um, they're so, well, they're, they're just wonderful. I mean, they're, they're, they're nice people. Um, and I've never had any that really anywhere I've gone. I haven't really had that experience of, oh, this person's, you know, this culture is, the people are crabby or what. I've never, I've never had that. Um, you know, yeah, we haven't either. I, I mean, I haven't yeah. done that much. I mean, I've been to spent a couple of weeks in Turkey and spent some time in Germany and some time in Italy. And um, yeah, everybody that I met was wonderful. Um, sure. Germany was hard because no one spoke English and everybody kept telling me, oh. oh, everybody speaks English. But where I was, not a soul seemed to speak English. And so it was a lot of pointing at things and miming and then watching other people and, and taking the train you know, I was, I thought, oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to take the train. I was staying in a little bed and breakfast. I said, I'm going to take the train. The train was a loop. So you get on at one end to go, you know, you can either end you get on depending on how long you'd be in the loop. So I saw that the, the bed and breakfast was the second stop on one side. So I took the other side so I could take the full loop and really see the countryside. And it looked like Wisconsin. I was so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I said to my husband, I looked out the window and I felt really sad because I could have sworn I was in Wisconsin. But it makes sense why, you know, people might have was settled in Wisconsin from Germany. It's like, oh my gosh, sure. it's home. Sure, of course. <laughs> uh, well, that's good to know, actually, because I, I mentioned the cruises, but for my birthday last year, we had a whole trip planned to Vienna and we were going to fly into Zurich and take the train from Zurich into Vienna. And um, of course that was the first, the very first trip that was canceled because that was May, you know, and we went into yeah. lockdown in March, I think it was. So yeah, so it's good to know that about the train. I have some idea what to expect. <laughs> well, you know, I suppose if you, if you were going like cross country, I would definitely take the train. 
sure. get the, the, I think it's Euro rail pass yes. so that yes. you can just go from one country to the next and, yeah. and see everything. And it's the best way to go. When we travel, right. we try to always stay, uh, in small places. I had a friend that we would go on, on vacation every year and always stayed at bed and breakfast or little hostels and tried to stay in, in small neighborhoods and tried to avoid anything that, um, you know, was touristy. And, uh, yeah. And when we would, we would realize we'd been in a place too long when we could give directions to someone you're like, oh, okay, wait a minute. We've been, right. we've been, we've come to the city too many times. We need to find a new city to go to. Time to get lost, right? Time to get lost again. Yeah. Definitely yeah. There's something time. wonderful about just setting out with really no destination in mind. I, I have a friend who she was traveling in Costa Rica and then found this little city or little town rather and stayed. Yeah. I and love Costa Rica. Yeah. It, we haven't been yet. Um, we keep meaning to and, and, there's always something else that seems to come up, but it will be on the list eventually. Have you have you been very often? Um, just for a week. I went for a week, and and um, I did. I, I had an opportunity to do a um, a bus tour, and I've never done one of those before. And so, you know, obviously, we never say no to any form of travel, no matter what it is. But I'm thinking, what's this going to be like? And it was in incredible the the at least at the time now this was a very long time ago but the 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 tour guys i guess and i'm sure they have a much more formal name there but you have to have a college degree to be this type of tour guide and again forgive the lack of information but you know because i mean you're talking about these I mean, I can't remember the name. I don't, I'm not sure if they're hollow monkeys, but the, you know, the monkeys in the trees and the various types of spiders and the various types of creatures and, you know, everything that he had to share with all of the people. But it was very fast paced. We literally were in a different place and we went from one end of Costa Rica to the other and we were in a different place every day. And it, it was really amazing. Not did, what I expected. You did know. you go to any coffee plantations? I... Don't think so. But, you know, again, I remember um, the volcano. I remember the coastal region. I remember numerous being, you know, out in the country and stopping someplace amazing at this little, what is this? Oh, it turns out it's a restaurant and lunch costs $2. <laughs> and the nice people, just really, you know, really nice people, wonderful food. So, yeah, lots of rain, lots yes. of rain. I mean, yes. we were from Florida. We didn't care. We didn't care what the weather did. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think the secret is that if you go to some place that you are polite, you try to learn some of the language. Though often, I mean, we've we always try to speak some of the language, and often you get people going, oh, "No, no, no, I want to practice my English," and so okay, in that case, then you then you know you, you switch to English, uh -huh. but. Learning some of the language, learning some of the customs, learning some of their culture, be interested in the local people. Right. I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's a leftover thing from the military that we lived in so many different places. And right. I always tried to get to know, I would always go check out the historical society at each city, new city or new town, and go to meetings and meet people and find out about the, the area. And we were in North Dakota. And uh, there was a guy talking, it was in the gas station, I think, at the counter paying for gas. And this guy was complaining 
about, oh, he hated the town and he hated the people and he hated this and he hated that. And I said, and he said, the people are so mean. And I said, you didn't happen to tell the people that you hated their town, did you? And he goes, I might have. And I said, "Mm, I think I found the issue. Yeah. (laughs) Don't tell the people you don't like their town. Yeah. My favorite um, food blogger um, and food writer, I guess, uh, really, he has, I think, oof, seven or eight books out. His, uh, his name is David Leibovitz, and he has a wonderful food blog called Sweet, The Sweet Life in Paris. You would enjoy it, I, I know. Um, and that's his advice. He, he's from San Francisco, and he moved to Paris. He's been there for many, many years now. But he said the, the best thing you can do is, you know, remember, when you walk into a shop, say hello. No. When you leave, say thank you. And I thought, well, this is the way I was raised. But, uh, you know, a lot of Americans, we do tend to feel like, well, it's a store. Why do we have to say thank you? And why do we have to greet people? And But, but that's their custom. So again, you know, just to try to learn these little things and just try to be maybe not quite so American casual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's not always about you as the traveler, you know, ask questions. I mean, it's the best way to find out about a new area, especially is to ask, where's the best place to get a coffee? And where's the best yes. place to catch the sunrise where not everybody is? Uh, you Absolutely. won't always get those answers because, you know, in Key West, we used to live in Key West and we wouldn't tell tourists the best spots because- <laughs> We locals wanted them. We didn't want to share. Right, exactly. (laughs) But, you know, we can make recommendations, of course. Um, But yeah, Yeah. yeah, the best thing to do is to start talking to people. Right. Yeah. 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 Now, if anybody's watching on video behind Laura, lean a little to one side so they can see all your medals. No, the other. There we go. Okay. There's a (laughs) bunch of medals on the wall behind Laura. And I think I have the same setup to my left, but I'm not going to move my computer because we run Disney races. So you are a runner. Tell everybody about your running. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I grew up actually riding horseback and um, I competed first with with jumping and then I got into dressage. And at some point in my 40s, I was a single parent and the horses, especially in Florida, where we don't really grow quality hay, became very expensive. And uh, so I had to give it up. And it was just like, you know, worse than missing travel. It was like missing a limb. It was just horrible. And I tried the gym and that didn't work. And then I realized it was because I was inside. I needed to be outside. So um, my husband, I had remarried at that point. My husband was running. So I started and uh, just fell in love with it. And for a writer, it's it's really the best, the very best form of just everything, you know, um, solitude and me time and a chance to kind of write things in your head, um, you know, possible. It's just amazing. And of course, where we live, <laughs> it doesn't get much better than yeah. this. You know? It really doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I find, I don't know if you do this, but I, I'm pretty much a solitary runner. I tried a running club once. It didn't work out too well. And um, I find myself stopping a lot 
I always carry my phone. So I'll stop and type notes into my phone. <laughs> oh yeah, that's me. That's me. And um, yeah, I'm having, I've got, I can never say it. The, the issue with the, with the heel where you have to stretch the muscles plantar uh, something or other yeah. thank you i can never i can't say it for the life of me I, I i look at it and i think because of all the eyes yes it's like i have to stop it's like how many eyes are there and oh geez like that. yeah yes. so my feet are screwed up right now and and i tend oh. to get feet issues but yeah, yeah. I, have to, I have to go with custom orthotics you might you might want to try that it's, yeah uh, yeah my husband used to work at a running store so i have all these shoes uh, that are all the great everything and we're going tomorrow yes. i'm picking up some new shoes and the special sock for my foot and all that but yes. but yeah the running i run with my phone and i used to carry a voice recorder yes but, excuse me but i would have to come back then and transcribe Right. And I don't want to do that. No. So with my with my phone, I can dictate and the dictation works pretty well for me. I have yeah. to speak very clearly. So you get And then even then, sometimes it writes really weird things. I, what did I say? I said something to my narrator who, who narrates my books the other day. Oh, I said, I love the way you have June say gone herpin. And it, uh -huh. it wrote something like, oh God, what did it write? It wrote something like, I'm going to pinch you in the nose. Or it was, it was the, it's like, it wasn't even the same sounds. How did it get that? That was just so weird. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's kind of like, um, I compare it to when you wake up from this fabulous dream at two o'clock in the morning and, and I keep a tablet on my, on my vanity in my bathroom. And so I, I'll go in there and I'll write it down. And then the next morning I look at it, it's like, what, what is this? What, what was that? I mean, there are words, but they, they absolutely. So anyway, so trans, you know, talking to your phone and what you end up with is very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gotten now to where I dictate all of my writing. The only thing that I do by hand is, is editing. Uh, but I dictate everything and I have to sit at my computer so I can watch it go onto the screen oh, and fix idea. it as I go. Because yeah. if I, if I like every now and then I'll, I'll be really on a roll and I'll dictate one or two pages and then go back to the beginning and be like, the heck does that first sentence mean? Because <laughs> none of it is correct. Yeah. But for the most part though, it's um the Mac computer just using the dictation program that it has. And a lot of people spend a lot of money on, on, special programs and things, but it's pretty darn good. I mean, I have about 80% correct. And then I just, the rest of the time, I just fix, you know, the word here and there. And I, of course, I always have names for people that are not common names. And I told my writing partner for this latest series, why does every <laughs> single name have to be so bizarre that I have to type it by hand because exactly. it doesn't even come close when I say the word. Yes. Does it give you the ability to add it to your dictionary, like, like some of them? Oh, you know that's your dictionary. I don't know if the if the audio diction if the if the if I add it to the dictionary, will the audio then recognize it? Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Because I, I I end up having to do that a lot. So my daughter has an unusual name, so I have to add that to my dictionary. <laughs> Otherwise, who knows what we'll end up with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that. <laughs> yeah. So you've got the one memoir out. And um, I would say that it's half, first half is travel and the second half are, are essays that are these wonderful personal essays. Uh, there's, there's love, there's loss, there's life, just like in the title. And they are really wonderful. Do you have anything else that you're working on now? I, I'm working on another collection. Um, I would I would love someday to be able to maybe try my hand fiction, but honestly, um, the short memoir fits my my lifestyle so well. Um, you know, it just I, I'm still I still take I'm taking classes uh, MFA classes purely for the joy of it. And I usually crank out a lot of um, short pieces while I'm taking classes. And then with my work schedule and my other responsibilities, it just, again, the short pieces fit, fit really well. It's hard to find the time to really commit to a full length novel. So, yeah. Do you need to come on one of our writing prompt shows? I, I would love to, I love writing prompts. Yeah, so Lisa and I wrote, a, I think I've told you, Lisa and I wrote a series of books and you roll dice to create your prompts. So our guest rolls the dice and then Lisa goes to a random page in one of our books. You roll the dice to figure out which genre we're going to write in. Right. And then you roll the dice to figure out, you know, what our prompt is going to be. Right. All three of us write from the same prompt. Yeah. And then we read and it is fascinating to see how different everything is. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I never really recognized the value of prompts until I started. I, I, I originally, well, I wanted to go back to school so that I could teach. And um, I said, well, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to obviously pursue something that I really want to do, which of course turned out to be the MFA. But I, I noticed um, as the classes went by that my best pieces came from these classes. And of course the assignments were prompts. So, yeah. So I, I really, really value it. In fact, I just bought my first book of prompts. So, um, just to kind of, cause I'm not in classes right now, just to kind of get me in it. It, it just works. It really you know, for it does, especially, especially if you go with the attitude that you're going to write and you're not going to edit. Yes. You just yes. keep moving forward. And my best pieces have been where I didn't stop. I just kept going. Yes. And yes. Um, yeah, I, I catch myself though, overthinking, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It sounds like you and I are uh, kindred spirits there. Um, some people, I don't know. They can just crank it out, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe it has something to do. Well, obviously your profession, your former profession and, you know, my current in education, maybe we just can't help ourselves. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yes. I just constantly, um, somebody asked on Instagram the other day about, um, Oh, do you ever go back and change your books, the content in your book? Books, I well, for me, book. Um, and I said, no, but I said, I am, I am a huge offender of rewriting my blog posts. <laughs> I just can't help myself. So I had to 
I had to um, make a rule. I have a law. You get 24 hours. <laughs> and after that, you're not allowed to reread because it can always be bad. And I think yeah. that's like what you said, you, you know, to, to rethink it and rethink it. It's Yeah. And you know, the stuff that you, if you, if you just write and you keep going and yeah. yeah, you'll stumble a little, but you will suddenly come up with just amazing stuff. And it happens every week on every week. We do it once a month, but every month I am just a couple months ago, we had um, uh, my friend Amy on and she wrote an amazing story that I keep saying, where's the three book sequel? Where's the three book story now for this? Because it's so amazing. And it was so complete. Yeah. And she did it in 30 minutes. Wow. And it was just, yeah. wow. We, we wrote in fantasy and that's her, that's what she writes in fantasy. And it's, it's new for Lisa and I. So yeah. we were a little bit slower. Yeah. But, oh gosh, yeah. And it's, and just every, every time we do it, there's so much fun. And we had a nonfiction author on one time who said, oh, I don't write fiction. And at the end, we're like, you're a fiction writer. Yeah, she had such a good time with it. Yeah, she, yeah. She and she her descriptions were just lovely. And yeah. her short story was so good. And, and I need to check in with her and see if she's done anything with that story. Yeah, um, yeah. I hope she has. But I'm going to put you down to contact you when we um, we have our May we have the we've already we've already done our um, March show and our April show is already booked but the May show isn't yet so yeah. you need to come on the May show yeah, and uh, be posted it sounds like fun yeah they they truly are they truly are yeah now tell everybody now uh, how they can find your book and if you have a mailing list or a website or anything um, I well I have. I have my website, um, www.pagesandstories.com, um, pages and stories, just one word. And, uh, I, you know, obviously I would love it if anyone were to follow me there. Um, I'm trying to blog a little bit more regularly, at least every other week. And, um, yeah, I'm not doing a newsletter again for the sake of time, you know, just crowded schedule. And, uh, but my book is available both in, in soft cover and uh, Kindle version on Amazon. And uh, I, I would, you know, I would love more readers and just so appreciate you inviting me. I mean, it's just really been. been oh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed your book. It was so good. Thank the you. writing was so beautiful. Um, it just, I, I, I it was so it was so wonderful just to linger over the pages and Thank sometimes you. go back and reread a section again. I, I highly recommend it, everybody, especially if you love travel. And for those of us who are just going nuts because we can't go anywhere, yeah. uh, this will help scratch that. It's just a bit. And I will have links in the show notes uh, to Laura's book and to her website, Pages and Stories. And you can catch more of her blog there and you'll want to read those stories on there, too. So thank you so much for coming on and I'm going to have you back in May for the next writing prompt show. Sounds like fun. Thanks, Laura. You make me want to get my passport out and fondle it. If you have any comments on this week's show, go down to the show notes and click on that word comments. It will take you over to the YouTube page and then they're all in one place and I can see them. And while you're there, go ahead and subscribe there's a little word that says subscribe. It's easy to see. It's in red, I think. 
and then you click on that and there's a bell you can ring and it tells you when the episodes are, are new and uh, then you don't miss anything. And uh, let's see, uh, I'm also on Instagram under Books Cubed. If you have any books you want to recommend, I would love to hear about them. I'm always looking for something good to read. Uh, Kindle, paperback, audio, well, it doesn't matter. I use all three. So let me know what's out there, what's good. If you're the author, that's great too. I need to know. Tell me. And that's it. Have another great show for you next week. And in the meantime, go read a good book. Mm -hmm.